Welcome to Road to Redemption, a show sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own road to redemption. Well, thank you for joining us on Road to Redemption. I hope you've been enjoying this each week. It's Mondays on WPSM Destiny Radio, but now we also have it going out on a podcast, which is really great. But today we have a special treat. We have Brooks McDonald here with us, and you may have heard him on the Morning Connection here at Destiny Radio, and we know him not only as that voice, he's a friend. Brooks, welcome. So glad that you're here. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me as always. Uh, it's special to be here because of all the time we spend in, right. in the morning show side, but uh, excited to see what this this uh, program has brought and the yeah. stories, man, some of the stories that have been on. Um, it's just amazing. So I'm, I'm glad this got put together. Yeah. And it really is neat to see a whole nother side to people. Yeah. So many times we see basically what's in front of us and we don't see what led to right. the person that you're seeing now. Mm-hmm. And it can almost seem intimidating at times because right. you're like, you don't know what someone's walked through. You don't know what their story is. And that's what's fun is we get to yeah. now hear your story. Sure. So speaking of, tell us about kind of your background. Where were you raised? Yeah. You know, what was your kind of upbringing like? Sure, sure. So uh, born outside of Memphis, Tennessee and raised there yeah. uh, in a place called Bartlett, Tennessee. Bartlett, And okay. so grew up um, in a great home. I'm the youngest of uh, just me and my brother. So he's five and a half years older and uh, man, great childhood. Um, I, I give so much of my experience in life to that. Yeah. Um, you know, really good things. We, we grew up at a, in a church of Christ and that's where it was. So, um, don't want to, you know, foreshadow here, but that's a lot of where my early experiences in Christian walk were was in a very more conservative and almost, uh, more legalistic even background growing there, but, um, you know, was active with school. Once I got to high school, I found uh, theater and music and found a great outlet to, to be able to find singing and then acting and being able to talk and speak in front of groups. Um, wow. How that helped me, you know, as I, as I grew up and got older, but, um, went to university of Memphis, met my wife in, in, uh, right in high school, actually at church. So cool. And, uh, we were, um, both full-time college students. We were engaged and married and, um, just started building a life together. I found myself in a family business of insurance and that yeah. kind of progressed. And I found a niche, uh, being able to do more, um, I'll put people to sleep as we talk about this, <laughs> you know, the mergers and acquisition side of the sure. business and, and really enjoyed that process along the way. And as we, uh, grew. We, uh, started growing a family in mid twenties and Brody came along who's 11 now. And then a couple years later, uh, Blair, uh, joined us and made a crashing interest into the world as this little uh, spark that she is. And she's nine now and, uh, moved to Nashville and then found our way down here. We had bought a beach house and we're coming down and then, um, you know, COVID had so many bad things, but for us, um, it led us here to yeah. be full time because we found ourselves quarantining here and we never left yeah. and it kind of fast forwards to today and where we're at. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been great. And we were so glad to not only get to meet you when you first came, but then to hear when you were staying a little bit selfish, but we're, we're so glad you're here. You've been such a blessing in so many people's lives. Bruce. Oh man. Well, thank you for that. This 
what what's neat about this program and necessarily would it be me, it'll relate to some people, but there's others where we talk about people don't talk about the messiness, but yeah, that's where people need to hear it. People do. that are starving for the Lord assume everyone else has it together. And yeah. this is the place to share, wait a second, there's a lot of inroads to Christianity. The Lord has a broad reach he uh, sure that he'll does. take people in from. Yeah. He he fishes on both sides of the boat. That's right. And also it seems like he also casts out some individual reels where uh-huh. I'm like, that was some deep sea fish in there. No, we man. never know. Golly, so, we can reference all kinds of stuff We sure can. Here. I know we can. Yeah. This may be the first comedy episode uh-huh. of Road Redemption. Uh-huh. We're going to watch it. But going back to your upbringing, yes. what was your view of God when you were being sure. raised? And when did you come to know him as your Lord and Savior? Yeah. So, I mean, again, for me, you know, I've started going to church well, before I came out of the womb, right? It was always there, <laughs> present, and um, a lot of great experience as a young child, um, especially because f- I love music so much and growing up in a church Christ world, we learned harmonies really oh, well. So I always singing. said I came out of the womb singing four-part harmony. And um, and you, you've, you came to know um, Christ through the people around you and the influence yeah. you had and the teachers that were around you as you grew up. And so I, I knew this love. I learned, uh, you know, the Bible scholars, uh, Bible bowls, if you remember those mm-hmm. where you did questions and answers on Old Testaments. I couldn't pass one of those today, but man, I'm eight years old sitting in these Bible bowl sessions, wow. holding up these A, B, C, or D cards, trying to answer stuff. And you've but um, you you know this book yeah. of the Bible, and you know these stories, and and then as I got a little older, um, again having an older brother, six years older, I watched him uh, come to faith and and be baptized, and a lot of times a little younger than what you'd see your siblings because sure. he was just so much older than me, and I was really anxious about the whole process. I yeah. was I knew all the things, I knew all the stuff, but it just. Uh, I was as anxious about the process of the in in the Church of Christ world. It's very much um, the baptism and and that display and that was the receiving of the Holy Spirit as well in that congregation. Yeah, yeah. And um, finally, it took my father. Right, I remember riding in the car with him, just us two. We were I was leaving this um, youth retreat deal at 13 years old, and he said, "Son, what are you waiting on?" Like right. he was calling, right. you, you know, all this stuff. What, what are you waiting on? Yeah. And I said, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Nothing, nothing, you know? And it's like, it was kind of a, you know, heart sell. Well, wow. well maybe now's the time brother, you well, know? And so we, you know, we gathered some families up and it was my paranoia. I didn't even want to be in front of the church, that whole group. So wow. we had this close knit friends that came together up at the church and where the baptism was, you know, on this Sunday night. And, uh, that was my my baptism and and where I grew up and, and my upbringing that was when I received the Holy Spirit in that conversation and um, that that was where at least I, I I came to know the Lord there well and that's such an amazing upbringing and for many they can relate to that because they go I had a great childhood I came into a faith at a young age this isn't my story but many can yeah. relate to that saying that's how my story began and so that's what'll be fun is we'll get to hear kind of after being saved and having this great upbringing, you know, where maybe there were some challenges sure. and things, because many of us, our road to redemption right. wasn't just the road to when we got saved. Yeah. It was also the road after and the redemption of walking through difficult times, no matter how severe they may be in other people's eyes, they're mm-hmm. significant to you. So such an amazing story so far. And I got to give a shout out to your parents and really 
for everyone who's listening to this and says, you know, I had a great upbringing, you know, and really the Lord carried me through what was the most difficult time sure. for some. And I was maybe not fully spared of it, yeah. but I didn't need to feel yeah. the brunt of it. Yeah. And so I'm so encouraged by your story already. And we haven't even gotten to the hardest part. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, as we move forward, so you had this great upbringing to have a relationship with the Lord at an early sure. age and your dad asking that great question, which is a shout out to dads to That's say, right. hey, listen, if your child, you know, is of, of a, a good age and you feel like it's time to make the decision. Yeah. At, you know, he, it's he a had a singular walk, right? That he knew me well enough and that's then no right. one asked and may not be applicable for everybody, but parents know their kids a lot and they know where their tendency is to shy away and that's need right. to be pushed from behind a little bit. It's like the training wheels that need to come off, you know? Dad or mom would typically know or yeah. a big brother who's mean. Who that's knows? That's right. Yeah. But so with that, when did you find it, it kind of became more real or, or this, as we've talked about, yeah. the need became uh, real to you, you know, sure. where you said, I didn't understand everything that I was, I was really being redeemed from this road to redemption. Right. And then I got to some certain points and I felt it. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that journey is a long journey for yeah. me in a lot of ways, because as I, you, you play 13 on to, um, you know, just about 30, I was about in the same church place that I was. And so the same upbringing. So some of the reflections that I have back, I didn't realize were a challenge until much later in life. Yeah. I think a lot of people have that challenge where yeah. they see, wait a second, this was just normal to me. But now was, that I look yeah. back, there was some trauma in my normal. Yes. And so I'm trying to unpack that with you as, as I look back on those pieces. But, you know, I grew up as a normal teenage boy right, right. with normal teenage boy challenges. Yeah. And especially even my wife would jokingly say when we left one church came the other, I did date her later, but I also dated every other girl in the church. <laughs> and, and, uh, even though true to a lot of values the the challenges, uh, coming up in the world at an age at born in 1984, I'm at the beginning end of the millennials. I still don't challenge that to be the truth at times, but it is. And so that was when I was the first where computer labs were in my elementary school. Mm -hmm. And then that went on through high school when, when, uh, internet was free to sure. uh, search more than an AOL chat room. And the, the things that my parents just didn't know sure. because of ignorance of not knowing better right. was like putting a fully active internet capable computer in my bedroom, you know, where I was, yes. man, if we know as guys and we look at Nas, that's my, my son does not have that benefit of that he ignorance, sure yeah. you know, yeah. to, to understand that's probably not a good move where, um, Satan is able to move and, right. and wavelengths and things of, of, uh, of lust and pornography. Yeah. Those are challenges a lot of men face. And I yes. was never away from that. So as I think of the, the pieces that really, for me, it wasn't ever really uh, drugs. It wasn't alcohol, yeah. but that was a piece that yeah. found its way in. That was easy. Um, that has been, uh, something that I've had to uh, carry and shed yeah. a, a lot along the way in my life. Um, so that's one piece of the other side of it just is coming up in a, in a um, church background that just was a little much more strict in the scripture. Yeah. Also uh, didn't have a lot of um, discussion around the Holy spirit and the passion that the Holy spirit can bring. And so I grew up in a congregation to where um, liberty of worship, uh, meaning uh, whether it be with your 
necessarily even past your voice, but your hands, your yeah. facial expressions. Yeah. There was a lot of criticism as a group around what comfort zone looked like versus yeah. what your passion of worship is. Uh, and, uh, yeah. you know, we could go a long discussion around where uh, being thoughtful of other people coming to faith that are new and not turning sure. them off and making yeah. them feel uncomfortable, but also... I would go to a, a country concert and it would be awesome. And I'm loving it, hands sure. and all. Yeah. But I go to this passion of the serve the king that saved my life and salvation. And I could drop a killer harmony. But the look on my face is that I'm on a funeral. Right. Exactly. You know? And so you're you're coming into this experience that I didn't come till later. I didn't know it any different. Yeah. And so also I would vehemently defend these perspectives out in public yeah. like it was the only way to do it. Yet I had never experienced anything else. I think yeah. that's a framework to where this, there's not a, a deep root to that, rut to that, but they're little strongholds that can lead to complacent faith. That's right. Complacent and I think faith. So, the Satan's biggest tool of life is just to keep you complacent. Yeah. You don't have to go to rock bottom. If he can just keep you off the playing field and on the bench, yeah. he's winning. That's right. And then a lot of my life, when I look back, I was always in a leadership role in places and finding myself, but I didn't necessarily take a lot of the time to explore my own personal faith mm. and my own walk with the Lord. It was very much so what was expressed around me right. and defending the points of the people that I'd seen before me. Yeah, and you even described it in one of our conversations like a rubber stamp thing, and many people can relate to that. Yeah. Going, hey, I got the stamp. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm a card-carrying member. Yeah, card-carrying member salvation. I've got that. And um, that just kind of goes to show, in my life at least, how I didn't uh, have the necessarily appreciation yeah. for where that salvation dwelled in my life Yeah, and the desire with that to shout it from the rooftops of what opportunity I have. Yeah. Um, again, when you come from some of these backgrounds and a lot of people can relate to where um, you spend a lot more time focusing on what other people were doing as That's an right. escape from not really mm. dwelling in your own challenges. You're yeah. good enough. Yeah. You were okay enough. Lukewarm faith. And there's some harsh scripture on that. Sure is. But lukewarm in your faith and the walk and you just were checking the boxes. When the yeah. doors were open, I was there Wednesday yeah. night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Where else do you need me, Lord? What, what, what else would I need to do? Yeah. I'm checking those boxes. So when you have that, it's almost like, sounds like being like a member of a club versus being a member of the body. Ah, man. You know, you really know, that, that's such a, such a hard thing to see now what you are experiencing. Yeah. And I know your passion for the Lord, what you is both, both visually expressed and publicly expressed but knowing that that was there, but maybe being suppressed. That's right. Well, I mean, it's funny. I look back and some of the people that had the most positive impact on me were the ones that at the time I hated what oh, they really? said. <laughs> Truly, I Too think funny. sometimes yeah. people, when you feel, if you feel a disanguish or nervousness hmm. about what was said, but you can study that it's not outside the plumb line of scripture, you may actually have, they've planted a bug in your head That's and right. you're fighting it. Yeah. And I've realized over time, my anger at that actually was my anger at bucking what my mm. norm was mm. and I needed yeah. to grow and I didn't yeah. want to grow. And there was a quote that was said to me, it was an executive pastor that came in and I felt that he was just running off the old people cause they were leaving mm. cause they wanted to go other places. And some of it was very well intended that they did go other places. They need to find places of worship that they find the Lord. Sure. I don't find fault in that. That's right. But at the yeah. time the words were used, we need to create 
a battleship rather than a cruise ship mm, in this church. Wow. And that's where we find a lot of congregations and membership is we want to find people just like us, get comfortable, raised together, yeah. and stay out of the fray and stay off the battlefield. And I found myself there in a, in a lot of ways. Wow. And um, yeah. And then so the rest that we can, we'll probably get to just has to do with uh, the Lord's grace and the yeah. Lord's love. And the, the idea of that was there. I was always raised that God is love. I always knew those verses. But in my personal faith walk, it took me going to other places to find that need more. And that ex expressed by so many people in so many ways that otherwise right. I would have judged them. Grow there's a joke growing up in the Church of Christ <laughs> now to say when you get to heaven, you got to keep it real quiet because in the other room, the Church of Christ are there and they think they're the only ones present here in the wood. <laughs> and I love them. Yeah, so sure. my, my brother, my parents, and so many close people still worship in Church of Christ yeah. congregations. I could challenge still some of those beautiful singing you'll ever hear yeah. is in the Church of Christ. Some of the deepest Bible knowledge is dwelled in there. It's I say that as a joke to, I would say to my friends that are in that moment, but yeah. we all in our faith walking journey, my father even encouraged me to said, Brooks, if you can't challenge your own faith and come to where that is, I've not stewarded you as a father, right? Right. Because you have to defend it. I can't, Absolutely. You can't have my faith. You have to have your faith. Your faith. And that's what I was trying to discover. Absolutely. And it sounds like you really did. And how you came to that, maybe something that someone needs to hear right now is going, it doesn't mean you have to necessarily leave, yeah. but you may need to begin to open up your mind, your heart right. to what the Lord might want to show you yeah. and not just worship the Lord in truth, but in spirit. Yeah. Well, and, and we even say, like I just referenced earlier, you know, the dangers of the internet, the dangers mm. of social media. There's also some amazing pieces. And today you don't have to travel to other states all over no. to listen to it. All of those wonderful preachers and, and discussion leaders yep. are right there on a podcast, Absolutely. on YouTube, and you can find those pieces yeah. and not have to um, move somewhere else necessarily to do that. So with that in mind, where do you see yourself now? When you look back at that, if someone was listening and you got to talk to yourself, yeah. you know, that five, 10, 15 years ago yeah. and said, Hey, I want to share with you my road to redemption. We haven't arrived of course, but you can look at it now saying, I see it more clearly now. Yeah. Where are you now? And how do you view those, those things now through a lens with grace and right really more of a balanced perspective of to who the Lord is yeah. in your life. Yeah, balance is the right word. And sometimes if people are around me, they'll feel like I'm unbalanced when I talk about <laughs> grace. Yeah, just sure. Life is a sure. goofball, but, you know, just of, of what grace and love is. And yeah. you'll hear me um, give a lot of attaboys to that discussion, mm. but maybe it's just me trying to balance what I had so extreme another way that I have to v verbally remind myself that where God's love dwells for everyone. And so one of the biggest pieces and challenges that a lot of people when they grow up in, um, or, or it interprets in their lives, uh, these challenges, they, they feel, uh, that they couldn't be good enough, Yeah, that there's no chance. And that's true. We can't be good enough, That's right. but walking with the we get to play on the team of the winning team. And we That's know right. that, yeah. and that the Lord's going to use us in those ways. My walk now is about empowerment and love. Right. You know, I want people to know that they've been empowered by the almighty to do amazing works for right. him. Yeah. And, 
I get emotional. The mm-hmm. one thing about McDonald's is we can cry at the drop of a hat. Which that's your last name, by the way. Not yeah, uh, not sorry. a franchise shout out. Yeah, even yeah. though you know the Golden Arches. Yeah, that's good true. Stuff. Well, you know, you get a good French fry. It'll hey. bring you to tears. <laughs> bring you but to tears. we we walk in this light that we've been tapped by the King. Yeah. We bear his ring. Wow. We bear his power. Yeah. And for anyone to waste their time feeling like they're incapable of that is a waste of time. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Wow. That needs to be talked more. I stole that. I didn't, I'm repeating it <laughs> to myself. Yeah. We need to know the power that we hold. There's always, the, as I've said it to you guys before, as I jokingly say, a Toby Mac quote in his song <laughs> is his prayer as a, as a conversation is, Lord, grant us the privilege of your worldview and may this kingdom be what wakes us up and lays us down. And if that's the mission we're on, wow. that's the way. But also that we serve a Lord and we got an example in Jesus mm. that shared love first. He led with love. He also did not hold truth, but he led with love. Yeah. And we need to remember in our walks, um, it's not about a politics. Right. It's, it's they're trying the world's trying to make it about politics. It's not about politics. Right. The world wants you to be divisive. The world wants you to shout at people and lead with your hard, crisp corners right. in order to tell people what you believe. But if we stand in faith that we serve an almighty God that is all powerful, can we not have faith that he's working in someone else's life? And maybe just maybe we share his love in the depth of what that means right. and have faith that an almighty being will craft, craft the rest of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I, I get concerned. I get concerned for people that if we answer the question that we're sitting in really difficult situations and we saw the Jesus of that we know sitting mm-hmm. there, how would he behave towards the least of these? Yes. The least of these. And that's what we need to be aware of as we walk in our day. How are we being his hands and feet? Yeah. And I would challenge that is in a depth of love and that is a depth of walking a mile in their shoes. Wow. And that is in a depth of giving more than you take and giving so freely, no one can take more than you could give. That's because right. Because we serve a God of abundance. He and is. that's that's our that's my uh, current walk. There's yeah. an analogy that a friend told me that came out of a book of grace and truth and balancing the two. And it's like a rubber band. And you think of the rubber band, and if you think of uh, all grace, no truth, like a limp rubber band hanging around a finger that doesn't do anything. It has no tension. But then the other side of rubber band, you stretch it too hard, and it's so so rigid, it pops. Yeah. That we must maintain that right um, stringent, the right tension in that band to share love. People share truth. People understand. They know, honestly, where your truth is, probably. But most people are jaded by church. Most people that don't want to go to church, they have an assumption of what a Christian is. They have an assumption of hypocrisy. And unfortunately, cruddy Christians have led that way. Mm. So how can we be a people that loves and leans into others and shocks them with the (laughs) level of gratitude and understanding that we lead in? And if we can improve that, if we can um, make strides down that road, that's the Christ that we know. That's right. And that's such a beautiful example, Brooks, and really what you're describing there of that rubber band tension 
that's love. That yeah. is because when you love somebody and you yeah. demonstrate this in your life, I want to encourage you with this. You demonstrate that love because love doesn't mean you don't tell somebody the truth. Yeah. That's not love at all. Yeah. Your friend's got something on his face, walk up to him and yeah. say, Hey man, you that's got a right. little something there. Yeah. But also love will say, Hey, it's okay. Yeah. I know you, I know you had a hard day or I know you messed up or I know you don't even realize that this is a problem. Yeah. I love you anyway. Well, and, and it's a time and awareness to say, Hey, have I, been introspective enough that's right to myself before mm -hmm. I cast a stone against someone else oh, that's wow. my biggest piece is are we saying from a, gr a grace and faith walk and and salvation walk is that between me and God yeah. and allowing him to work on me versus how careful you must be in reprimand yeah and that sure. is such a delicate uh, task uh, to be a part of and so that's what we just have to have such a keen eye towards because as humans as adults we don't like being told what to do no we don't and we don't take um criticism easily we sure and don't. so it has to be in a depth of relationship before that's even given and today we have a culture around us that is topsy-turvy it's trying yeah. to make the ups, downs, and downs up. And it's leading to people that think they know the truth, but it's lost in yeah. an abyss. But we can't say that. We have to just show love and to be a part of their lives, even in their messiness. Absolutely. So messy grace is what we walk in. And that's what the Lord has chosen to walk us through, even through our constant imperfection. Absolutely. The fact that he chooses to redeem us every day, no matter how ugly every one of us is, it doesn't matter how icky the sin is. We all bear it. Yeah. Um, it's just a choice that that's the God we serve and being able to tell other people what that looks like and who we could serve. Well, and I've, I really do feel like you demonstrate that very well. And we're honored to get to hear your story. But now for others who have been listening to this and say, I can relate with that, or I never thought about this, or maybe right now they're going, I've got that rubber band and all it is is grace. And there's not that tension. It's time to start responding, but probably more the case if they're registering with your story, they're going, I didn't realize how, how tight this was. Yeah. And I wonder if I've snapped on a lot of people yeah. and pushed them away from yeah. Christ rather than appealing yeah. to them. And the good reminder is um, an apology goes a long way oh, and it's sure never does. too late to apologize. If <laughs> anything, right. this is a prompt to somebody to say, hey, um, I've been too good or too manly to pick up that phone and call mm. and say, I love you, Wow, man. And I love you. And, and I'm sorry, no matter if they were way more wrong than you were sure. owning that first is a yeah. great way to that type of a relationship redemption. Yeah. And so for those who are wanting to see more about this, I mean, of course, you can always come to Destiny Worship Center. One of the things we love, too, is so active in the community with small groups and you got a flourishing yeah. small group. And then also, of course, in the worship team, we get to hang out quite yeah, a bit. Absolutely. But it really is wonderful to not just get to hear these road to redemptions, but to see people walking on it. And we get to watch you walk on it all the time. Well, I appreciate that. Again, it's important that people hear these stories yes. because unfortunately out in um, outside of the church, people just make assumptions that people behave perfect and, and that there's not a place yeah. for them in the kingdom. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And this is ways to share that. Absolutely. And we're honored that you shared your road to redemption. For those who want more information, of course, you can go to uh, destinyworship.com. is a great place to get some great information or things like the Disciple Me app. But many more podcasts like this. If you ever need prayer, please reach out to us. Just make a comment in, in the uh, comment section. Or if you want, you can reach out at destinyradio.live. And we would love to hear from you and pray for you. We want to have the opportunity, the privilege to get to pray for you on your road to redemption. So thank you 
you again for joining us. God bless you. We'll see you on the next Road to Redemption. You've been listening to Road to Redemption, sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own Road to Redemption. If you have any comments or questions, we would love to connect with you. You can reach out to us at destinyradio.live. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Road to Redemption.